What's up, everybody? It's J&J with Justin and Jordan. Yeah. What we got today, Justin? So today, we got the NBA trade deadline reactions, and the Cavs have been on fire. And we're going to talk about all the moves that, that happened this Thursday at the deadline. All the good moves, all the bad moves, what teams got better, what teams got worse, what teams are just not doing nothing. And yeah, and like we said, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers been on fire. And people are starting to talk about it, but it's it's looking really good right now. It's looking pretty crazy. But. Quick little quick little rant though. Nothing to do with basketball. Nothing to even do with sports. Yeah, you're my fucking man, bro. But drop the fucking album on Spotify already. I'm hungry. I'm waiting. I've been waiting for this shit for a minute. That shit with Cardi and, and Ty Dollar Sign, Rissa Kids, Sound Fire. Speaking of Cardi, drop your shit too, bro. I'm waiting. I've been waiting a long time for both of y'all to drop. Y'all should just both drop today on Spotify. Please and thank you. But Justin, what you want to talk about first, bro? Uh, we could do... Well, I feel like the trade deadline is going to be a lot. Let, 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 let's start off a little bit easy then. Let's start off with the Cavs. Yeah. Um, they're 16 and 1 in their last 17. Yeah. Which um I'll be honest with you guys. I believe that it's been kind of slept on because, you know, the Knicks were on a big ass winning streak after um I think what made it special too and more notable was the acquisitions. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they cut out RJ, they cut out quickly, they bring in a new guy and an OG. He starts cooking. The storyline of Randall going down. They're still winning games like that. OG goes down. They're still winning games. Like it was a whole kind of like story, I guess, which is why the focus was like, damn, the Knicks got a nine-game winning streak. They got a nine-game winning streak. We kind of ruined that winning streak because we went to that Lakers game. Braun cooked, Reeves cooked, AD cooked, and the win streak. But I feel like the Cavs one has gone kind of underrated when they've had their own storylines. Um, of course, we know that Garland was out for a while. We know that Mobley was out. They're both coming back. And they're still winning games. Even though Mobley and Garland aren't really cooking like how they should be. But that's because neither of them have even played 30 minutes yet. They're still, you know, getting into the groove of things. But it's really like the story is Donovan Mitchell. To me, Justin, the man's an MVP candidate at this point in time. And he's a top 10 player in the NBA right now. To me. I'll, I'll tell you right now. We could go through a list of guys in a little bit after you give your little take on this. But, like, he's a top 10 NBA player to me right now. By far. Because when we all thought that they was down and out because Mobley's a, one of the best fucking defenders in the NBA, Darius Garner's one of the best PGs and an all-star in his own right, they both went down. And you would think this team would collapse. And Davin Mitchell, Jared Allen, Sam Merrill, they said, you know what, boys, let's fucking ride. We're still going to win these games. They could literally be on a 17-game winning streak right now. They only lost one game. One in between two fucking win streaks, bro. And that was against the Bucs, right? Correct. Yeah. And then beat them after that. Yeah. Beat them after that in a statement game. I'll say it right now, because right now they're the two seed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, two seed. They are they are real contenders. They are absolutely real contenders, bro. And it's a shame because because of how Doc Rivers has come in. You know, I could give a little bit of a talk about that later on too. But Doc Rivers has come in. These guys are dropping games now. The Knicks might jump the fucking Bucks at this point. The Cavs already jumped them. So I and we see Philly falling down. We see Milwaukee falling down. I think it's time that we declare 
the three contenders to be the Celtics, the Cavs, and the Knicks. And if anyone, if any Knicks fans want to say, oh, but we whooped the Cavs' ass last year. Like, how are they contenders? I'll be real with you guys right now. Until they prove me otherwise in the playoffs, this is a different fucking animal. This is a different version of Donovan Mitchell. I'll say right now, I thought last year he was great. This year, he's even better. The numbers may not say it. The numbers may not say it, but Donovan Mitchell is better this year than he was last year. That's what I got to say, Justin. They are they are just on a fucking roll. And just imagine how scary it's going to look when Garland's back to playing 33 minutes a game, dropping 20 and 9. When Mobley goes out, he's playing his 30-plus minutes. He's giving you 18, fucking 10, two blocks, incredible defense, switching from 1 to 5 on defense. Let's see how scary they look then, because right now they're 16 to 1 they last 17, bro. That's impressive. Nah, yeah. I remember um this week I just reposted a clip from the summer where I said, um, why can't Donovan Mitchell win the MVP? I said it back in the summer. I was like, this guy was at one point last year, he was averaging 31 points a game. And you and I both said, like, yo, last year he looked crazy. This year, it's even scarier what he's doing. And I agree with you. He should be in the MVP conversation right now, mm-hmm. like undoubtedly. And, of course, he's a top 10 player. That's why I had so much, like I was so mad that he wasn't starting. Like him or Brunson, you could argue whoever. Like if you said one or the other, I wouldn't even be mad. But I thought one of the two should have been a starter in the All-Star game. But just the shit that the Cavs been doing as a collective, like, like, Isaac Coral's improved after I talked shit in the offseason. He's been one of the better wing defenders in the NBA. Jared Allen's been playing really well. Got fucking some tough skin now. See him coming at Ben Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> the fuck other Ben day. Simmons. I'm bro. like, yeah. Um uh, uh Sam Sam Merrill doing his thing. Cooking. Yeah, cooking. Yo, <laughs> he was fighting for the minutes and he got him and now he's in the rotation. Um George's Niang doing his thing. Max Struess. It's been good for them. He's been up and down, but he's been solid for them. Um, this team's been really good. Dean Wade's been doing good for them. But um, I'm really interested to see, like, once everything starts, like, once uh, Garland and Evan Mobley start getting in their groove, like, how scary this team is going to look. Because Donovan Mitchell's been really good. Like, he's been initiating the offense for them, um, looking a lot better as a playmaker. Um, he looks bought in defensively right now. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, JB Bickerstaff, he's he was in the hot seat in the beginning, but yeah. he turned that shit around. I remember a couple of Cavs fans were like, "Yo, we got to get rid of him. Uh, we got to do this." But he he stuck it out and he's he's flipped the narrative for the team, and it it's kind of it's good now that they're going through adversity right now, and not like later on in the season and have to figure shit out. They went through the injuries, they came out on top, and now. There's a lot of like optimism going into the second half of the season, going into All Star break. So, this Cavs team, they're clicking at the right time, and yeah, I think they're a top. Yeah, undoubtedly, they're the second seed in the East, but they're a top three team because Boston, they've been number one all year. Cleveland has been through all the bullshit, through all the adversity. They've been fighting through it. They're the number two seed. Boston, I was out on Boston. I mean. I'm sorry, Milwaukee. I was out on Milwaukee even before the Griffin firing. So 
And the the doc shit, it, it don't look good right now. I know it's early in the doc tenure, and a lot of people wanted to talk shit. Like we all, like I'm, I'll take fucking some of the blame, but like we talked shit about the Clippers when Harden first got there, and they went on that little so losing streak. And now they look better. Maybe the same could happen with the Bucks. We don't know, but right now it don't look too good in, in the doc era. I know they won last night, but it was the fucking Hornets. Like, come on now, they should be beating them. Um. And yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks are the third seed, the third team to me in this Eastern Conference that really could make a push at like co- conference finals, potentially even finals with the moves we made and how we've been playing. So I think those are the three top teams in the East to me. And the Cavs, they deserve a lot of respect because I'm not going to lie. When we were on our winning streak, we didn't hear a peep. About Cleveland. No, we didn't. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain, but it, cause like it's the Knicks. We were finally getting our flowers and shit, and they were just in the background. Like while we were winning, they were winning too, and nobody really talked about mm-hmm. it. So I kind of just want to give them their flowers too, cause um I know how that feels when you're one of the top teams doing making noise, but nobody's really talking about it. They're kind of just disregarding you. But um I'm acknowledging that the Cavs are one of the top teams in the NBA right now. 100%, 100%. And um, I just want to read off some stats, Justin, since, you know, January 1st. I, I understand that they did lose that game on January 1st, but after that's really when they started rolling. But it was just the be- the easiest way to, like, filter out the stats. So, Donovan Mitchell's averaging 29, 5, and 7, shooting 49.6%. This is January 1st. <laughs> By the way, January 1st was a bad game for him, that game that they lost. You cut that out, bro, numbers go up even more. Jared Allen is averaging close to 18 and 12 since fucking January 1st. Sam Merrill is cooking and shooting 44% from three, averaging 10 points per game. Shout out Intuition Hoops. I was watching his uh, his highlights. Oh, yeah. Cook, absolutely cooking. Shots to Colin, too. Real Cavs fan out there. But um, they, they've been rolling, bro. And Justin, I, I just want to I, I play the game right now. Talking about MVP candidates. I want to know where to you. Donovan Mitchell ranks. So, let's get all the guys that are, like, obvious out the way. All due respect to Donovan Mitchell. I mean, let's be real. Jokic is ahead of you. If Embiid was to come back and to play every fucking game or whatever and qualify, Embiid's above you. Shea is above you. And I would say Luka's above you. Everything after that is fair game. So, let's talk about some guys that are in that conversation. Would you say that Donovan Mitchell is more valuable to his team right now than Kawhi Leonard? Um, more valuable at the moment, I would say, yeah. You would say he, he, uh, he deserves moment, it more right now? At the moment, yeah. Why would you say that with the Clippers now solidifying themselves as the one seed? Um, the Clippers, I would say because, um, well, you have the, the, like the other firepower. You still have Paul George. You still have James Harden, who's been their point guard that they've been seeking for so long. But a lot of for me, a lot of the Clippers like turnaround has to do with Tyron Lue figuring shit out. Cause at first things weren't really like meshing the way it was. We saw before the Harden trade they looked really good. Um, even though it was a three game sample size, then Harden gets there is not really looking too good. But Ty Lue was like, "Yo, give me ten games, and I'll, I'm gonna figure this shit out." And he. We gave him time. We kind of wrote them off for a little bit, but he, in time, he he made it. He fixed everything. Um, Kawhi Leonard is 
a fucking beast. Like, it's not taken away from him. We know what he could do, but part of this is because, like, this is his most healthiest season yeah. since, like, 2016. So I'll probably give most of the credit for the Clippers' success to Ty Lue and then Kawhi Leonard would be right under that. And the only, like, major injuries the Clippers have dealt with this season is Zubak. And Zubak is a key piece for them, but, like, they're still rolling without him. Correct. Donovan Mitchell has been the the main piece for this team. Garland out, Mobley out, and he's still keeping this team, like, way beyond the float. Like, he saved the whole team, basically. Um, like, if he went down, I couldn't even imagine how how bad the, the Cavs would fall. So I would I would go with Donovan Mitchell. Understandably so. So I have the official ladder here, and... Yeah. I'll be real with you. Um, kind of, kind of confused right here. Jason Tatum is he really more valuable than Donovan Mitchell? Uh, they're gonna give it. Is I guess I understand why they did it because it's I don't best player on the best team. I so. don't. I don't. But they're not the best team though. Wait, I believe it's the Clippers. I could be wrong. Like in terms of overall record, I have to check. But nah, is it not the Clippers? I'm confident. I'll topics. check real quick for you. I'll I'll check real quick for you. But you talk about Tatum over over. Um, I'm very confident. Yeah, the yeah, Celtics right, are forty right. and twelve. Yeah, yeah, they were um, first one forty. Yeah, like I understand that. Like best player on the best team. That's kind of like the tradition, quote unquote, for the MVP. Not necessarily always the case, but like I can see why he's listed on there. Um, but don't be politically correct, Justin. I'm saying right now. In a two-man MVP race is between Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. Are you really taking Jason Tatum just because he's on the best team? Nah, I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. Why is that? Why do you think Donovan Mitchell is more valuable? Because um, just because of the overall talent that the Celtics have. Like, not saying you take out Jason Tatum for the entire season, they're gonna be a number one seed. But like, I feel like they'll still be pretty. They'll still be a pretty good team without Jason Tatum in there. You take out Donovan Mitchell, that Cavs team, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. I know for a fact they won't be the two seed. Um, but, yeah, I, I would go Donovan Mitchell. I'm just, I was just alluding to the fact of why he's in the in the list for I, MVP. No, I understand me so. Do I, I think he's the MVP? No. I'll, I'll say right now, I think that Donovan Mitchell, and the reason I didn't really go too in-depth with the Kawhi thing is I agree with you. I mean, Kawhi, great team. He's on a good team. Also, besides giving credit to Ty Lue and, and Kawhi, right after him is James Harden. Sorry, Paul George, but James Harden. James Harden's the reason why these guys are, are rolling. Takes Taking a step back, people didn't think he was able to do that. Really going into that PG, like point guard, Harden flow, you feel me? And that's what's really helping them roll. But to talk more about Jason Tim versus Donovan Mitchell in terms of MVP, not better player. Better players than be your opinion, but MVP, who has been more valuable? Donovan Mitchell is the second seed right now with a team that has been fucking damaged all year. Guess what? People want to say the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. I'm going to counter it with this. The Celtics are not the best team in the NBA. They're just the most healthy team in the NBA. That is why they have the best record, because they are the most healthy in the NBA. Have we seen... Jalen Brown go down for weeks? No. Have we seen fucking Derek White go down for weeks? No. Have we seen Drew Hade go out? No. We did see Porzingis get hurt, to be fair. But that's been the only injury that they really dealt with. Donovan Mitchell put this fucking team on his back. 
missing his two, his number two guy and his number three guy. Respect to Jared Allen, who's kind of like, he's played better. But let's be real. The second option is going to be Darius Garland. Third slash fourth, you could argue between the bigs. But you lose two of your four best guys, right? And you're still rolling? You are more valuable than a guy who's playing on the healthiest team and a team that's surrounded with more talent than this guy right here. Be only because they're fucking healthier. This year, absolutely, Donovan Mitchell is more valuable than Tatum. There's a lot of guys more valuable than Tatum this year, to be honest with you. I'm just, I'm just being real. Kevin Durant's more valuable. Kawhi Leonard's more valuable than Jason Tatum. All those guys I named before him are more valuable. Jalen Brunson is more valuable than Jason Tatum, in my opinion. I'm just saying, another guy dealing with a very injured team with limited offensive options around him that could create their own shots. Respect to DiVincenzo. But we're just being honest right now. But when you talk about most valuable, of course, I'm going to pick the guy who says, hop on my fucking back right now. I know we missing guys. Hop on my back. I'm going to lead us to win some fucking games. I'm going to lead us to home court advantage. I'm going to lead us to a top seed. That's what Donovan Mitchell is doing, not Jason Tatum. In my opinion, absolutely he is more valuable than Jason Tatum this year. I don't think Jason Tatum has ever had to do that. Never in his life. The one time I could say that, well, it wasn't even for a season, but the only time I remember Jason Tatum saying, get on my back, <laughs> was that playoff series against the Nets in 2021. And what happened? Jalen Brown went down and one ha- what happened, Justin? They lost in five fucking five games. games. When he don't have as much help as he does every fucking year, because let's be real, since he's come into the league, there's very few players that have had more help than Jason Tatum. Since he debuted, I guess you could say Kevin Durant, and that's it, to be completely honest. But besides that, no one has had more help since coming into the league than Jason Tatum. I, don't, I think there's few young guys ever in NBA history to inherit such a good situation. You come in, you playing with fucking off-rip Kyrie Irving. You playing with a Jalen Brown who's improving. Al Horford, Terry Rozier. Fuck, man. The whole fucking roster full of guys. Real guys at play. Deep as fuck. Running back, Gordon Hayward comes back. Gordon Hayward's nothing special anymore, but Jalen Brown plays better. Terry Rozier's playing better. I mean, we see it. Terry Rozier left, became a 20-point-per-game guy. On a struggling team, sure, but he's still putting up that fucking 20. Kyrie leaves. You making all these moves, whatever, whatever. You bring in Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker helps you get to an Eastern Conference Finals. He was still a good fucking player at that time. That bubble run, he was still good in the fucking playoffs. All right, but we don't want to deal with Kemba no more. Let's get let's get rid of Kemba Walker. All right, damn, I just struggled against the fucking Nets now. Whatever. Because Jalen Brown went down. Isn't that a coincidence? Jalen Brown goes down, Tatum can't even win a fucking series. Is that not a weird coincidence, Justin? Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Marcus Smart, by the way. Well, they also gave a DPOY while playing with Tatum. The very next fucking year, you go to the finals, you choke. Jalen Brown outperforms you. You choke and Jalen Brown outperforms you in the entire playoff run, especially in the finals. You got outperformed by, by Jalen Brown. Run it back to this past year, Justin. What happens? What fucking happens? They lost What the happens? They lost again. Again, they lost. With all that help. Look at his fucking roster. And they still said, you know what? They brought in Derek White, by the way. And they still said, you know what? Tatum still go, don't got enough help. Let's ship out Marcus Smart. Let's bring in Drew Holiday. And let's bring in fucking Porzingis. Now we got this fire starting five. 
I know I'm like really off topic right now, but this man has had so much fucking help since he's gone into the NBA and nothing to show for it. So why 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 even why even entertain him in any MVP conversation ever? Like you said, he he ain't never had to do, yo, get on my fucking back and let's win. And it worked out. He did it for one series and got smoked in five fucking games. Five games. Jalen Brown comes back, he smokes that team the next year without James Harden. But Jalen Brown comes back, they smoke that team the very next year. So I don't wanna I don't wanna ever hear no Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate ever again. Until I see him say, yo, I'm going to carry you guys. I'm going to carry you guys to a top three, top four seed. And we're going to win some fucking games in the playoffs. We're going to win a fucking series. You don't got to do that shit. But next comparison, two guys that basically on the same tier right now. A couple years ago, you would laugh if, if you said they're on the same tier. They're really on the same tier right now. Both recently uh, on a very good winning streak. Jalen Brunson or Donovan Mitchell. MVP candidate. Uh, like who should be ranked higher? Who, who's who's higher? Who's more valuable than the other? I I don't um, think there's a wrong answer here. I would I would probably go Donovan Mitchell still. You go Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Why is that? Um. Just so, cause like Jalen Brunson has dealt with the injuries too, but not for as much of a significant time as Donovan Mitchell has, and we see that even then Donovan Mitchell is still like without his like two best guys. It's still like they're still the top team. Like we're still staying afloat. I know Julius Randle just went down. Um, Mitchell Robinson has been out for a while. Like he was out, and we still had Randle to keep us afloat too. Um, but um, yeah, that week, that little stretch when Randle was out, Brunson was going out of control. But um, I don't know because it's a lot to ask of him because we just seen it. He rolled his ankle. He missed the game. I'm like. It's a lot to ask of him, like, to carry this entire offensive load. And we haven't seen it for, like, a big stretch with Randall out and Mitchell Robinson out. And OG's been out, too. But I think OG and Randall's been out, like, around the same amount of time. So, just I'll just give it to Donovan Mitchell just off the fact that he's been out with his guys for a little bit longer. And they've been able to catch that second seed. And Milwaukee slipped. So, they caught up at the right time. And... It could happen to us. You never know. Like, maybe we see these next couple of games that Jalen Brunson starts going out of his mind, and we, we maybe move up a little bit, and then we get all our guys back. But um, right now, at this point in time, I'll go with Donovan Mitchell. So I lied to you, Justin. I did say there's no wrong answer here because yeah. I expect you to say the correct answer. Here's what I'm going to say, though, to counter that. I am a little bit disappointed on what you said considering what we saw live last Saturday. We just saw a man listed as six foot one. Listed. We don't even know if that's true. Get double teamed 30 times in one fucking game by Lakers. The man got double teamed. I'm going to repeat myself. 30 times. Why? Because there's no offensive creators around him in that game. We remember we saw it live. DiVincenzo missed a bunch of his first threes in the first quarter. He he got back up. I think he finished six for sixteen. Kind of respectable. I mean, not the best, but a little bit respectable. But we saw that DiVincenzo was the only guy who could really provide any offense. We had to rely on Precious Ochua to take corner threes that he wasn't making. 
Josh Hart hesitating to shoot the ball, hesitating every time he got the ball. He looked scared. You know what it looked like sometimes? It looked like if you put a freshman in a varsity game and he got the fucking ball and he's fucking scared in his first varsity game. That's what it looked like. He was scared. I heart, I love him. He's not, he's not an offensive creator. He'll get you the boards. He'll play defense, provide a little bit of playmaking, but that's it. You're not expecting him to create his own shot. Deuce, love Deuce. Straight defense. Straight fucking defense, bro. Can't really create his own shot. He could score three sometimes. I mean, you, you, he could create his own shot in some certain possessions, but you don't tell him to do that shit for the whole fucking game. My point is this. Yes, Donovan Mitchell, by numbers, has missed his guys for longer. But Jalen Brunson, in his next few weeks, he's going to equal that. Because Randall is still going to be out. He still has yet to be reevaluated, bro. OG, we're just learning he's getting surgery right now. He's going to be out, at least out for another month. So that's going to be the same amount of time as that Cavs duo. And you already said Mitchell Robinson been out since... I don't even know what month he went out at this point. It's felt like the whole season. I don't remember what month he went out. It's been that fucking long. So we've been missing our anchor for that long. At least D. Mitch got his guys back. We don't know when some of these guys are coming back. Is OG going to come back in March? I don't know. Is Randall going to come back in March? I don't know. Will they even come back the same? Who knows? We weren't we weren't granted the disabled player exception for um, Mitchell Robinson. But we don't even know if he's going to come back. So that's why I say this, bro. What I'm seeing right now, it's a, it's a recreation. of I, I, The trades that we're going to talk about in a little bit are going to help out. But to me, and you, I would love to see your take on this as well. Because this is what I was thinking when I was watching Donovan Mitchell in the Garden Live. You this, mean Brunson? Oh, yeah, Brunson. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm bugging out. This is what I thought about when I seen Brunson live in the Garden. I really thought to myself, like, yo, this man's getting... Double team 30 times in one fucking game. Surrounded by a lot of good fucking defenders that can't really provide too much offense at the moment because there's no Randall, no OG. And I just thought to myself, damn, this guy really is the modern fucking Allen Iverson. He is the closest thing in the league right now to Allen Iverson. He's so fucking small. He's gritty. He's not scared to go to the fucking basket. He's not. But he's shooting the three ball more efficiently. That doesn't mean he's better than Allen Iverson. But he is the closest thing that we got to Allen Iverson in like 2001 in today's fucking game. Here come the people on TikTok like, Kyrie, Kyrie. No, but the thing is, <laughs> but the thing is, you could say you could say Kyrie and all that because of the handles. But I'm talking about situation because I'm sorry. Kyrie never had to deal with this shit. He's never had to have dealt with a team like this since what? His second fucking year? The first three Cleveland years. His third fucking year then? He's never had to deal with this. But you take, you put in Brunson, and he said, yo, go win some fucking games for us. And he did. Like, he won that fucking game against Indiana, bro. And if he comes back today, he's going to do the same shit to Indiana that he just did about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. He's going to do the same shit to them. I'm telling you, bro, this is the closest thing we got to Allen Iverson in today's game. So I'm going to say he's more valuable right now unless Randall comes back and he's still all NBA Randall. Until OG comes back and he's still the best fucking wing defender in the NBA. The best perimeter defender in the NBA. Not yet. Um, I can't I can't I can't grant it to D Mitch yet. I'm I mean, a big part of my just argument was just like at this point in time. Because like like you've been saying that um 
in a week they're going to be missing around the same time. That could be that's a whole different conversation for another point in time. At that point in time, we sh- shit shifts in the NBA. The MVP ladder changes every day. Of course. So at that point in time, if that's the case and he's been playing on the same level or if not better than Donovan Mitchell was, then yeah, I'm ready to to see my point and say that Jalen Brunson is going to rank higher. But at this point in time, I'm going to just give Donovan Mitchell the slight edge. Because even when Randall was there, I know he hasn't been out for that long, but he's been playing at an all-NBA level too. A hundred percent. We can't say the same about... But we don't know when he's coming back. Yeah. So he's going to be gone as long as Garland and Mobley was before. Yeah. And I know we you bring up the the Laker game and him not having another, another option, but I'm like... If you look at the Cavs, I'm like, bro, I don't see anybody else that you could really trust. I mean, Jared Allen, yeah, but I'm not really looking to Jared Allen like, oh, go get your no, shit. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying like, um, yeah, not at an elite level, but you could give the ball to a Struess or Karis LeVert and say, yo, like, go make your own fucking shot right now. Like, go create your own shit right now. Is there anyone we could say besides DiVincenzo that could do that on this, on this roster before the trade? No. No, which is why we made the fucking trade. That's what I'm saying. I'm shocked that at what you said, because we saw a shit live in front of us on the court. We saw a man get fucking jumped 30 times in a game, bro. It, it, he was getting jumped by these niggas, bro. Because no one else could really go to the cup. No one else could create their own shot. Yeah, we scored 100 points, but let's be real. We was down six, eight points, still fouling just, just for Brunson to score a little bit more. Nah, yeah, we'll we'll see in the in the coming weeks. Cause after Randall and OG miss started missing games, I believe we played Charlotte, Utah, Indiana, and then the Lakers. So, I we'll we'll just see in the coming weeks what happens. We about to play Indy tonight. I think we're gonna cook Indy. If Brunson's out there, we're gonna cook Indy. And oh, I'm, and I'm, and I'm hoping. To... I'm hoping. Are the new guys gonna play tonight? They should. I hope so. I'm not 100 percent sure, but them. they should. We fucking need them. All right, let's go. Let's go on to the next name, Justin. Um, is Donovan Mitchell more valuable than Demontis Sabonis? Yo, Sabonis been cooking. Leading the league now in triple doubles. Sabonis been cooking. Um, I would say Donovan Mitchell still above him, just off the fact that um. You still have De'Aaron Fox on the Kings as well that is giving you 27 a night. Incredible. So those two guys are literally they've they've had each other all year. And they're they're both the two catalysts for their success. Um I would still give it to Donovan Mitchell just because he's been doing it dolo for now. Respect. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you. Yeah, my, if, if my, Sabonis was dolo and they was like the fucking fifth seed, I'm like, yeah. She'd be cooking. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and besides like, Fox, you got Monk, Keegan yeah. Murray. They got some hoopers, yeah, but bro. Yeah, Fox is on some bullshit this year. Is Donovan Mitchell more valuable <laughs> than Kevin Durant? Well, I, we'll, we'll do it this. We'll, we'll get them both out the way. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. And um, or a question. Um, Devin Booker, yeah, he's more valuable. Um, I feel Devin like, Booker's more valuable or Donovan Mitchell's more valuable when you say yeah? Um, Donovan Mitchell's more valuable. Okay, okay. You think Kevin Durant's more <clears throat> of a debate? Yeah, it's kind of a little bit more of a debate. Um... But I would probably still, I mean the, I know a lot of people have been saying like it's like the the trending thing right now. The Suns have been playing a lot better, um, as of late. But um, part of that has to do with the fact that the three guys have been together now, all healthy, 
and that's starting to they're starting to like get their chemistry starting to gel together and they're starting to play better so um but when you saw when one of them was out or two of them was out they were kind of struggling and they're still like if you look at the record against like some of these above 500 teams it's kind of like whatever and i know they were missing their guys for a long time but you either had one of them out two of them out you never know um kevin durant's been playing very very good but um I don't know. This is also a sample size where, like, we're going off a, a, a sample size of them all being together and they're starting to play better and they're starting to recognize. And I don't want that to, like, blind people from the fact that, like, when one or two of them were out, this team was the 11th seed at one point. Mm-hmm. So I would just go, I would just give it to Donovan Mitchell because even when the two guys were out for, for the Cavs, the Cavs were never out of the top six. They were in the top six the whole time. They were, I believe, they were always like around five or six, and then they jumped up to two now. Yep. So it's it's really impressive what the fuck the Cavs are doing. Because I remember at one point in the season where the Phoenix Suns were like eleven or twelve. Yeah, they were. Remember, we were discussing, like, yo, like who's gonna make the playoffs between the Lakers, Warriors, and Suns? Yeah, they were below the Rockets. Yeah, and but now they got all their guys healthy, and now we're starting to see them pick it up, and they just made some trades too. And they're starting to play a little bit better, but um, Kevin Durant's been having a he like he has been having an MVP season, but I would give it to Donovan Mitchell. Facts. All right, let's do two more. Um, uh, sorry, I'm gonna say Jalen Brunson versus Donovan Mitchell versus Anthony Edwards more valuable. Uh, I would still go Donovan Mitchell. So so would yeah. I. I'm I'm not gonna lie. What makes the Timberwolves special is really their defense. The defense, you know, and. Not to say Ant-Man is not providing incredible offense or anything, but it's like he's still got the help around him. More help than, than Donovan Mitchell does. Not yet. I see a lot of nights where Ant doesn't really come with it and then Cat picks him up. Like when that nigga dropped 60 and they still lost, though. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, who 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 on the Cavs is going to drop 60 or even 50 when, when those guys were out? Nobody. Yeah. He was gonna ask Jared Allen to make 25 or even 40. He wasn't gonna ask Jared Allen to make 20 dunks, bro. Yeah. Ain't no fucking way. All right, last one. Donovan Mitchell versus Tyrese Halliburton. Donovan Mitchell. So so would I. I, I feel like um rightfully so the Tyrese Halliburton hype has kind of died down. Not because he sucks or anything, but it's just He's not doing the shit that he really was back in like November, December. He's still playing at an all-star level. But it's just at that time, bro, that MVP talk was heavy. Heavy. He was doing some crazy shit. And off rip, I mean, I thought it was crazy when people were trying to say he's better than Luka. He's better than Tatum. That, mind you, I, I just did a whole fucking round Tatum. But people saying he's better than Tatum. He's better than this guy. I'm like, damn, like let's slow down. It's only November. Like Y'all hype about the in-season tournament and everything. Which is good. That brings more excitement to the tournament, which I, I still don't approve of, honestly. But still, like, he his hype has definitely died down. I wouldn't even put him in the top 15. Breaking news right now on the show, Dinwiddie is joining the Lakers. I knew it. He was just... He was he, just watching the fucking yeah, game. Yeah, he was at yeah. the Lakers game with Palenka. Honestly, I thought he was going to go to the Mavs again. Because mm. he went to the Mavs game, too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, I didn't know that. So I, I'm thinking, I, I thought he was going go to go to the Mavs. I mean, just quick reaction. That shit don't move me. I'm not even going to go in depth to that. That shit do not move me at all. Respectfully. Yeah, he's a... Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a good guard, but... um, Is he going to shoot 
40 plus from the field goal though this time not uh, yeah. know. yeah the only yeah he has his moments he's pretty like up and down shit he been down yeah, most he's of been his down. fucking season i liked him with i'll never forget that game 7 against the suns though when he was on the mavericks yeah he he was tweaking that game yeah i mean who wasn't? Everybody. Who was at that point? Yo. Yo. That's that's that will always go down to me as like a iconic game. Well, I don't I don't know if I'll say iconic, but a memorable game. We was at Miller's. Yeah. Y'all never forget that shit. We was really watching that shit. Like it was gonna be close. We had all the people behind us watching the Rangers game getting hype. We was fake getting hype whenever they would get hype. And we just saw the Suns get burned at the stake, bro. Embarrassing, bro. Luca had like what thirty at fucking half. He was outscoring them at halftime. He had like thirty five at half. How do you outscore a whole team in the playoffs? That's the one seed. I won sixty something games by yourself. You outscore them in the first half. That's embarrassing. That was one of the best feelings ever, man. You uh, you use a Suns hater. Um, I wouldn't say a Suns hater, but I did. I felt some type of way when Devin Booker was talking shit when they was up. True, and true, I true. peeped that. He only likes to talk shit when they're up. True. Because they was playing the Wizards, and every time they shot, he was like, oh, hell no. Nah. And then everybody was saying in the comments, like, bro, this nigga only talks when they're up. How about how about the one from last year, after the playoff loss, when, when Luka lost his sons, like, he missed a shot to tie the game, and he just goes in his face, like, that's a charge. No, that, was, a that charge. wasn't the playoffs. That was the regular No, that's season. what I'm saying. Oh, my after bad. the playoffs. Oh, okay, bye, bye. Because this was last year, because KD was there. He was like, "That's a charge. That's a charge." Right in his fucking face. I remember that. I'm not tight. gonna lie, yo. I was. I got mad watching it on TV. I wanted Luca to slap the shit out of him. I, like I like Devin Booker. I love his game, but I hate when he does that shit, bro. It just like um, just like just shut the fuck up. Or if you're gonna talk shit, do it when it's a tie game or when you're down. I mean, I mean, you remember back in high school, like, and and I, I had switched up afterwards, but the Suns was my West Coast team. It was my Western Conference team, and then um. I switched over to the Kings, but I, I I would like the Suns and the Kings. But um, like remember remember the game of zones, House Sun King. That was oh, basically yeah. me. I was a <laughs> Sun King fan, basically. I fucked with both of them because the Knicks was ass, and we didn't have much to show for. It, but at least the Kings had Fox, Suns had Booker. But yeah, like you said, it, it's it's um, it's crazy how much they've changed in a couple of years. Because in that bowl run, I wanted them to make the playoffs. When they made the finals with CP, I mean, not that I was rooting for them. I wanted, sounds corny as fuck, but I wanted both teams to win. I wanted CP to get a ring, but I wanted Giannis and Chris Middleton to get a ring. You feel me? Yeah. And Suns fans too, I, Devin Booker as well, obviously, but he has so much time to do it. Time is not on cp three side. But yeah, man, it, it's it's gotten fucking annoying. It's crazy how shit changed. Yeah, because in the bubble, I was rooting for them. Yeah. But then once, I don't know, that shit rubbed me the wrong way, Pause. Like, Booker was talking all this shit. Even Lucas said it after one of the games. He was like, they only talk shit when they're up. Yeah, he said, they only talk when they up. Yeah. They only, he was going to like, they only talk when they up. They yeah. only talk when they up. That so, shit was funny. I was rooting for their downfall. <laughs> Back to Dinwiddie, though. Not moving me yet. It's just it's just not moving me. Yeah. Like, but before we talk about the deadline, though, Justin, just um, just wanted to bring up something quick. They saying, Aiden, lazy as fuck. He going up to practice mad late. How you feeling right now? Because Dominating is averaging 14 and 10 on probably what is what? One of the, if I had to guess, three worst teams in the NBA. Maybe they're third or fourth right now and worst in the NBA. You had this opportunity to take over a team. 
I thought he was going to come out. I remember I was watching the first few Trailblazers games. I was like, yeah, he not fucking changing. He not changing. I thought he was going to come out 19-20 a game with 10 rebounds. You averaging 14, a little under 14 and 10 right now. I remember we violated him in the offseason. We we did, but I still had the faith when I watched those first three, four games. I'm like, yeah, no. Is he going to change? Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I I remember. I think it was like We the, gave him a chance. The, yeah, we gave him a chance. Like, I thought he was going to, yeah. I thought he was going to average like 19 and 10. Yeah. Um, I remember the, that first weekend, like when we reacted to the opening day games, I think we both violated him because he had like four points. Yeah, he was fucking ass. Yeah, and it's, it's embarrassing, bro, because I remember... I was really high on him coming out of college because um Me too. he was a fucking beast in college and like um that finals run bro he was a big part of that he was good I, I remember the finals itself but he was good I remember at, after like during the run like right before the finals I was like bro is this nigga a top five center I was like yo, I was like yo I was like this shit is crazy but he's just been gradually declining ever since then and now it's like in my head I'm like. Is this is DeAndre in the worst number one pick in the last ten years? No. No. Anthony Bennett still no, qualifies. It's 20, 24 now. Anthony Bennett's eleven years. Hmm. So twenty fourteen to now. Hmm. Uh yeah, I, I no. Well, yeah, so I, we I, got, I, might, I might hate Ben Simmons, but he's had a better career so than we got Wiggins, Cat. Ben Simmons, Simmons. Markel Fultz. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Markel Fultz is worse than Aiden. Mm. I'll say that much. Markel Fultz is worse than Aiden. Which is which is kind of sad, but like you said, Aiden was getting David Robinson comparisons. Yeah. He was literally compared to they said he was gonna be David Robinson. Yeah, his draft date, Chauncey compared him to MB. Yeah, like him and Devin Booker. I'll never forget they was like, yo, this is Shaq and Kobe all over again. Like, real shit. And I really thought that Aiden, even after his second or third year, I think after his second year, because he averaged like 18 in his second year, I believe, I really thought to myself, like, even though Luca was all-star, I was still like, all right, Luca's an all-star, but I don't think the Suns should regret their pick because this guy's still going to be an all-star. It's kind of going to be like that MJ and Hakeem thing, but obviously to a much lesser extent. Like, I, I didn't think you were going to regret that pick coming into now. I thought by now he would have at least had two all-star games under his belt. Mm-hmm. And an NBA to his name, like seriously, and it's it's been disappointing to the fact that like now it's like the perception that I had has changed so much because now it's like damn you could have had a Luca and Booker backcourt. I'm not gonna lie, even at year two, it might have looked kind of crazy. <laughs> I don't think so. I understand he looks trash right now, but let's not do that because in year two, that's when the Kobe and Shaq shit really ramped up, and they really thought it was real. And um, remember, that was also the run in the bubble. They almost made it to the playoffs. And like I said, he averaged like 18 and change with 11 rebounds, which is still fucking good. And like you said, even the run to the finals, the man looked like a top five center, you said. Nah, yeah, that was a, the bubble run. Yeah. I don't know, because I'm just thinking about like how that season started off. And I know, I think Aiden. Which one? This, their second years. Okay. So um, how that season started off. And I know. I think that was the year that Aiden missed like 25 games. The PEDs. The PEDs. And Luca off rip was fucking tweaking. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it looked crazy, bro, because we could say it didn't look crazy now, but to some people it might have, because that nigga Luca was all NBA first team. No, yeah, like, in his second year. In his second year. 
But my, I guess my thing is just going back to it, like, I guess it was just my perception then, but I didn't think the Suns were going to regret the pick, even after year two. Ah, uh, year three, even after the playoff run, like, I saw Lucas shit was still sustainable, and I thought Aiden was going to be an all-star that year in his third year. I'm like, damn, now you're playing with CP, bro. Playing with CP, that's easy lobs, that's easy fucking passes. You're going to average 21 right now. Didn't do that shit, bro. It, it just didn't happen. And it's a shame because he has so much fucking talent. And something that came up recently, Justin, that I didn't even know about, that he was asked, like, during the draft process, like, yo, like, what success mean to you? He, like, what would NBA success be to you? He's like, oh, getting to my second contract. He's just worried about getting fucking paid, bro. That was during the draft? Yeah. He said something not too long ago. I think it was, might have been, like, a month ago. They're like, um... It was something, um, how do you view your, or how would you want, like, your legacy to be or some shit like that? He's like, oh, I'm already solidified. I got, I'm a max player. He's like, I don't got to worry about nothing else. I guess, I mean, I, and to, to be honest, I, I, I see where he's coming from, but as the number one pick, bro, like, you, you really got to come with it. You got to come with it. Like, I'm different. I want to win championships and shit. You just worry that you made close to 200 M's already. That's fucking crazy to me. Even after getting a taste of the final. Like, if he, if he was on a losing team year after year after year, like a LaMelo Ball, I couldn't understand if LaMelo Ball was like, yeah, I just care about fucking money right now. Because you're in a shit situation. You ain't never been in the fucking playoffs. You went to the fucking finals, bro. They're comparing them to fucking Hassan Whiteside right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another part of the report. They saying, like, he just Hassan Whiteside. He putting up numbers and just going home and coming to fucking practice late and lazy as fuck. It, it's, a, it's a waste of talent, bro. I like I said, I thought he was gonna be incredible. I really thought he was gonna yeah, be I was, incredible. Bro. I was hyped for him coming out of fucking Arizona. Not better than Luca even going to drop because but I still said, you know what, he's number one because the Suns got their shooting guard already. Luca's number two. Kings kind of fucked that up, obviously. Yo, I remember that time the Luca number one was ramping up. It was, it was. And then I guess there was so many like we started putting so many eyes on Luca that People were just like, they started like nitpicking and then they just, oh, that's what tends to happen. Yeah. You put too many eyes on one thing or you look at something for too long, you're going to start nitpicking shit and then you start overthinking shit. That's what I realized with the draft. Once it, everybody's a, oh yeah, that guy is definitely the number one pick. But once we start getting to April, May, June, the conversation starts changing because people start to overthink. I'm, I'm remembering too. I remember Jaron Jackson Jr. at one point was the number one player in the draft. Like, that's crazy. It's crazy because I don't remember that. I do. I feel like if I could find like um, if there's a way that I guess you could use the Wayback Machine shit on the computer that shows you what, like if you put like fucking January 18, 2018, fucking PewDiePie's channel, it shows his latest video from that time and what his page would look like at that time. I'm sure mm -hmm. you could do that with like Draft Express and shit. Probably. But yeah, I I vividly remember seeing it and I was like, all right, let me look up this nigga's highlights. And he was just. Because I remember that year, I always saw Aiden and Luca like battling for number one, and then Bagley would always be like number three. I'll see if I find it, but to me, Jaron Jackson was still above Bagley even going into the draft. Oh shit! To me, to me, he was he he was number three, but I can't say the same. <laughs> vividly, vividly, I remember. Well, Bagley was my number four. It's not like it's not like I'm a visionary. I was, he was still a top five player to me. That was such a great season. But vividly, like, if I could find it, I would love to find it some way, somehow. But, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. was was number one for a short period of time. He was the number one pick. But, man, Aiton has been 
fucking disappointing. Absolutely disappointing, bro. And like I said, I mean, you missed out on Devin Booker and Luka Doncic backcourt. That would have been generational. And and another thing to think about is like, bro, like imagine that and you still got bridges. So it's not like you got to really find too many pieces to cover for each other. You got Luka, Booker, Bridges. Now what do you got to do? All you got to do is find a stretch four and an anchor. That would have been a fucking dynasty. He might be the worst number one pick in the last five years. Five, sure. But that's only because you put in that window just to edge out Markel Fultz, bro. <laughs> like, if we, if we went last 20 years, like... Oh, no. Would 20? you say he's one of the five worst number one picks? So we're going from 04 to now. That's we, Dwight, we could talk about it. Dwight. Andrew Bogut. Bogut. Aiton's... Oh, damn. That's a conversation. I'm about to say Aiton's better than him. Hold on. That's a conversation. I'll take Bogut over him. Um, Andrea Bargnani. Okay. Aiton's better than Bargnani. Come um, on. Greg Oden. Okay. Yeah. He's better than him. Derrick Rose. We don't got to talk about that. Blake Griffin. Wait. Hold on. Let me start counting my fingers like this. So he's better than Bargnani. He's better than Oden. Blake Griffin's better than him. Uh, John Wall. He's better than, I mean, John Wall's better than him. Kyrie Irving. Ah, don't even got to say anything. Anthony Davis. Don't got to say anything. Anthony Bennett. <laughs> He's better than Bennett. Um, Andrew Wiggins. Sorry. Um, Cat. Sorry. Ben Simmons. Sorry. I wish. I really wish. I wish I could put him over Ben Simmons, but no. Markel Folds. Yeah, he's better than Folds. Um, N- nice. Hey, um, that's it. We don't really even got to go through the rest, honestly. Yeah, he's not better than the other guys after that. He's not. So he's the fifth worst He'd number one pick in the, the last, last twenty years. years. That's embarrassing. And one of them is is um, Odin, who didn't even get to fucking play. Odin didn't get to fucking play. And then Bennett was just straight poverty. Yeah. But it's like, you're barely better than Bargnani and, and um, Bogut. Bogut. And even then, some people could argue Bogut's better than you. Yeah. You really could make an argument. Bogut in Milwaukee was... <sighs> yeah, he was literally like 16 and 12 with three blocks. That's kind of crazy. And then when he went to the Warriors, he was that anchor. He was the fucking anchor. Yeah. That gets forgotten a lot, which is which is I. I mean, some niggas just don't watch ball. You feel me? They don't want to appreciate defense. Final note though on Aiton, I don't think I don't think there's any coming back from this. I think that we saw the best version of Aiton his second and third year, and he's not gonna get back to that. Yeah, and he's gonna be one of those for. I can't even say he's gonna be a forgotten first pick, bro, because Luka Doncic came after him. Yeah, he'll never get forgotten. Like nigga, who who was. Who was like the um the snub when Purvis Ellison got drafted first? Who knows? He's just a forgotten number one pick. Danny Manning, who did you miss on over Danny Manning? Who fucking knows? But you just had an all-time great player drafted right after you, bro. So you're not even gonna be, it's not like you're even gonna be forgotten like Yo, Purvis Ellison. Purvis, you know what's funny? What added on to that was that David Robinson made his NBA debut yep. that season. But but you know he missed two years. Yeah, or he three missed years. Two, two years. Two. two years. But he made his debut the what would have been Purvis Ellison's rookie year. Yeah, like how fucking <laughs> Blake Griffin stole rookie of the year from John Wall, bro. John Wall, that should piss yeah. me off. That should piss me off. But yeah, you don't even get the benefit of the doubt that you're gonna get forgotten. You're gonna be remembered because Luca came after you. Yeah. I if I'm a and I would at least at least Danny Manning was an all star. I'm pretty sure like two or three times. You feel me? Danny Manning I was tough. I don't think Purvis Ellison ever made an all star oh, game, but it's fuck like, no. but it's like, bro, like it's not like anyone came after that. I was like, 
generational. And I would have to look back on his draft and be like, damn, like who's picked above him? Glenn Robinson may have been before Jay Kidd and and um Grant Hill, but he was still hooping. Ooh, he was nice. He, he was hooping. <laughs> he was, he was hooping. hooping, bro. He was hooping. He gave Jordan 30. I remember I seen that. He that was game. fucking hooping, bro. You can't can't say the same about Aiden, bro. And he I don't he don't give a fuck because he made his 200 M's, but you should be fucking ashamed of yourself, bro. Ashamed. You were gifted by God with these good physicals. You have talent. You you have a pretty good fucking game, but you don't care. You just don't imagine Josh Hart's driving heart and this nigga's body. Elite. Dive on the floor. Elite, bro. Elite. He, he's gonna be he's gonna be remembered like how we remember Sam Bowie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, also Bagley too. You can say that about Bagley. Yeah. Because Bagley was literally the number two right ahead of Luca. Yeah, we embarrassing. Could, we, we could say that about both of them. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. Yeah. Justin, our last topic. Let's talk a little bit about the deadline. Um, couple of different storylines. Knicks have gotten much better. They look like the deepest team in the NBA. DeJounte not moving. Lakers didn't really miss uh, make a move. What else am I forgetting? Killian Hayes just got dropped. Completely. I understand that's not a trade, but he just got dropped. And he just asked for a trade, too. Yeah, that's embarrassing. He just got dropped. I don't know where he's going to go. But um, I don't, I don't think I missed any other significant Poverty franchise. moves. Did I miss any other significant moves? I understand we got deeper. Buddy Heald moved. Pat Bev moved to the Bucks. Oh, I got I got most of it here. Yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about each one. Kind of give some some shine to each one. Oh, you missed one of the biggest ones. Which one? Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. All right, come on, bro. It's 2024. <laughs> like six years ago, and I I was a big ass Gordon Hayward fan back then. But six years ago, bro, like this would have been big news. That's not big PJ news. Washington to the Mavs. Sorry, yes, that is very big news. Also because of um the Grant Williams news. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Daniel Gafford went to the Mavs. Daniel too. Gafford joined the team. He's gonna be fucking solid as a backup big. I think the Mavs got way better, bro. Yeah, you got rid of that Grant Williams money and you replaced him with PJ Washington, who's making a little bit more. They said he rubbed people the wrong way. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Now the funniest part that made me think it was um the fake NBA Central Twitter, the M- NBA Central, was when they're like, oh, he stopped wearing Lucas and started wearing Tatum's, bro. <laughs> that shit had me crying. Like, no way this is real. It was the NBA Central, bro. That's some real shit. Let's talk about the Knicks first. Yeah. We just traded. We flee, y'all. This is why the Pistons are poverty, bro. Bill Simmons already said, what he say? He said the Pistons shouldn't be allowed to draft, trade, or, or sign people. I think he said some shit like that. They shouldn't even be allowed to do that shit. They shouldn't have the authority. We just traded Q Grimes, who I love, by the way. We just traded true, uh, sorry, Q Grimes, Archie Diakono, and a second rounder for Alec Burks, which they leaded the headline with when it was ramping up. And then we got Bojan as well. Fucking fleece them. And what's crazy to me is those guys are both coming off the bench when everyone's healthy. They're going to be starting these next few games. Uh, I don't think Alec Burks is going to start. Let me take that back. I think yeah, Chance is still going to start. Yeah. But Bojan's going to go win until until OG comes back. But when everybody's healthy, that is the sixth guy on the roster, the seventh guy on the roster. That's fucking crazy to me. Yeah. We are absolutely the deepest team in the league, bro. Deep yeah. as fuck. Yeah. B- 
Because point guard, what do we got? We got Brunson and Deuce. Shooting guard, and I guess you could kind of put Alec Burks kind of for spot minutes. Shooting guard. Let's see. Do I want to put Hart in here? I, we could put Hart as like a slash type of thing. We got DiVincenzo and Alec Burks. Slash Hart. Small forward. We got OG when healthy, Bojan, and then slash Hart. He could play them three minutes. We got Rand. Could we play Bojan at the four kind of you for could. some spot minutes? You could. We could put Randall. We could put um, Bojan, Precious to get those spot minutes. If fucking Mitch comes back. Then we got Mitch, iHeart, Precious to play, play spot minutes at center as well. Chris Jericho Sims. Chris Jericho Sims. That's crazy. He might be the worst player on the roster. And I was I don't mind giving like five, six minutes a game, you feel me? That isn't that is insane, bro. That is did I miss anybody? I don't think I missed anyone. Charlie Brown. Nah, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. No, no, Charlie Brown. No more Charlie Brown minutes, bro. He's about to be a hoops grid legend for me. I'm about to start using him. Oh yeah. I don't have he played for any other team before us? I have never seen him know. in my life. I don't know. He might be a hoops grid legend whenever Knicks and whatever other team he played for pops up. I gotta look that shit up. He's gonna be a unicorn because I got one unicorn ever. I don't know if you'd be playing hoops grid. I gotta get back on hoop grid. I got one unicorn ever. Oh, he ever. played for the Hawks, Thunder, Mavericks, and Sixers. Oh, he's about to be a cheat code, bro. Niggas about to start thinking I'm cheating. They really about to start thinking I'm cheating, but yeah, we the deepest team in the league. This is why I give us. This is why I give the Knicks contenders contendership status, bro. When we are healthy, by the time April comes, yo, bro, Divincenzo, you playing like shit, yo, Alec Burks, go get us some fucking buckets. Damn, OG's not really on. He's kind of getting torched on offense and defense. We need some offense right now. Bojan, jump in this bitch. Damn, Mitch, you kind of getting torched. They they looking for you on the switch. They got they're they're trying to run this fucking pick and roll. Now you facing Tyrese. Yo, bro, I heart. Go. You could guard the perimeter better than fucking Mitch. Oh shit, you're not really anchoring as good as Mitch. Yo, Mitch, get the fuck back in here, bro. Disgusting. Yo, we need some defense. Yo, Deuce, come in, bro. Come in for a couple minutes. We need to stop Tyrese Halliburton for a couple minutes. We need to stop Diamond Mitchell for a couple minutes. Let's let's let Brunson rest for four minutes. Just go stop they lead fucking guard. Abs yo, just I was hype, bro. I was disappointed because it started off with just Alec Burks and five minutes later. Oh, yeah, we got Bojan, by the way. Disgusting, Yeah, I don't bro. know why the fuck they did that shit, bro. We we didn't even find out from Wolves. We found out from fucking Colin. <laughs> yeah, next for clicks, bro. Yeah. Next for fucking clicks, my nigga. That shit is crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I think we made the best moves at the deadline. We uh, won the deadline. Yeah, we won the deadline. Um. Adam Boyan and Alec Burks. I know a lot of a lot of people I saw in the comments like, oh, but these niggas just had Alec Burks. I'm like, well, for context, we had him for two years. And um first year was really good. He was one of our bright spots in that playoff um against the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Granted, we lost, but he was still one of our, our main parts. And then the year after that, we got rid of Alfred Payton and we asked Alec Burks to play point guard. And Alec Burks is not a point guard. So um, he's not. He, he was playing out of position. It did not look good, but um, I'm more confident now that he's gonna look a lot better. He's familiar with Tibbs' system. Um, he has chemistry with some of the guys on the team, and he finally gets to play his role. He gets to be a microwave off the bench, get buckets. He's good at that. And the key difference this time around is we have Jalen Brunson. We have a legit point guard this time around. So Alec Burks is gonna look a lot better. In his in this tenure for the Knicks, and um, 
Boyan, I'm really hype. Um, I see a lot of people also talking shit. They're like, oh man, this guy plays for the Pistons. Like, who can't average twenty for the Pistons? I'm oh like, my god, I'm he like, cook for the Pacers. I'm, I'm like, bro, he used to give the Cavs fits in the playoffs, bro. And I was looking at his last couple years. Like, they think this is just because he's on the Pistons. I'm like, bro, if you really watch, like, I was watching some of the Pistons games this year. This dude was probably like their second best player mm-hmm. because, like. So, oh, by far. Like when Cade, when it was him and Cade, like they were like the top two guys. Like it wasn't even a question. Like when they were playing Boston, Boyan was giving Boston fits. Mm-hmm. And even Bill Simmons said, he's like, yo, I'm kind of scared of the Knicks now because Boyan always gives Boston fits. So he's another guy who could give you give you buckets like like nothing. And, he, and Alec Burke shooting 40% from three this year. And Boyan could knock it down too. So I'm really excited. Um Boyan's he's he's been a seventeen to twenty point per game guy for like the last like five years, and nobody nobody really talks about it. I don't think he's gonna be that when everyone's healthy. I'll probably say like around like fourteen, but he's gonna be really efficient too. He's gonna get a lot of good looks. Brunson's gonna make his life a whole lot easier, mm-hmm. and I think with this group that we have, when everyone's healthy, I think come playoff time, this should really take a lot of pressure off of Julius Randle. Come playoff time, like he, I don't think he's gonna like. This should make him feel like okay, I don't have to play like a fucking superhero yep. in order for us to win games. Yep. Like I feel like we could still win, like in like in spite of him. Like if he's having a bad game, like we have other guys that that could pick up the slack. I mean, if we want to reach upper echelon and potentially like win a championship, Randall will have to step up and play 100%. like he normally plays in the regular season. But I think with the moves we made. We could live with a Randall bad game, maybe bad series, but depending on the matchup. But um, I really love this move for the Knicks, and I agree with you. I think we're the probably the deepest team in the league. I don't. I don't think it's respectfully. I don't think it's close. When healthy, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's close, man. And you couldn't have said it better than me, bro. Bojan's been underrated as fuck, bro. His whole career, because he was he was pretty damn good on the Nets. They were a poverty team, though, at the time. Went to the Jazz next, correct? I think the Jazz were his second team. I'll look it up. I, I forget the order of his teams, but he's been a net, Jazz, Pacer, and Piston. I hope I'm not missing a team. Yeah, he was Nets. Oh, Nets, Wizards. Uh, yes, correct. He played with John Wall and Beal. Uh, Pacers, Jazz, Piston. I just fucked up the order, though. But, yeah, I mean... Respect Bojan, bro. Like I said, he's been super underrated his whole career. Like you said, for the Pacers, bro, when you say he was giving the Cavs fits. Let's not forget, bro. He was one of the big reasons they made it to the playoffs. as a was either four or the five seed when they played the the Heat. He was he was just he was he was on fire, bro. Wait, what year? This might have been. Oh, when he was on the Nets. I think no, 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 no. I think this might have been the bubble. This might have been the bubble. It was oh, the bubble yeah, yeah, or 21. Yeah, yeah. I remember. It was the bubble, yeah. Yeah. When the Pacers were the fourth seed. Yeah. yeah. I think they played them both years. Because I think the Nah, Bucks, 21, the, the Heat lost to the Bucks. In round one? Round oh, one. I thought it was in round two. They okay, got swept, okay. Yeah. yeah, in round two, they beat the Nets. Round three, they beat um, round three, they beat the Celtics, the 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 Bucks. But um, yeah, bro, he was fucking solid, bro. He was really solid on a team that didn't really have like a, a number one guy because Oladipo's down. And then you got Sabonis, who you're not really saying, like, yo, go get a bucket for me. You're not saying the same shit to Miles Turner either, but 
he was really like that fucking guy, bro. Respect to Brogdon too, but he was really that guy. And then on the pace on the Pistons, like you said, bro, underappreciated because people will say, oh, but he's on the fucking Pistons. He was still doing good, bro. He was still playing really fucking good on a team that, in my opinion, that still makes it impressive. Because one person could say, oh, well, someone has to fucking score. But another person could say, all right, well, no one else on this fucking team can score. So I got to take over. I'm the number one threat now. I'm the number two threat. It's kind of like the, to bring it back to like the Knicks right now, how they played recently. It's kind of like Jin and Brunson, bro, with these guys recently. Like, there's no one else to fucking score. So now all eyes are on you. I just got to shut you down. Yeah. I got to get you tired. I got to piss you off. I got to give you fits on defense. Because who else is going to score on us? Yeah. Nobody, really. And I'm glad to talk about Alec Burks. I'm glad you brought up to be a microwave off the bench. Solidify DiVincenzo as the starter. Please, Thibs. Do not start Alec Burks over DiVincenzo. Please. Even if DiVincenzo has a bad stretch for these next two weeks... I still want him starting over Alec Burks because I want Alec Burks to come off, like you said, as the microwave, as the primary ball handler off the bench. Even Chunks have been playing out of his fucking mind. He, <laughs> he's hooping. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If Brunson needs to sit down, I don't, like you said, when Alec Burks was playing the point guard for us, terrible. Terrible for him to play point guard 30 minutes. When he has to be like that lead guard for like, like a 10 minute stretch. Let's say that he's playing 24 minutes. The other 14, he's playing that with Brunson, with a Randall to, to kind of take care of the ball. That's what I would prefer. 10 minutes, you kind of with the bench unit, you the main ball handler. Other 14, 13, 15 minutes, whatever you want to give it to him, the minute splits, you playing with either Brunson or Randall out there to take care of the ball and do that second secondary ball handler. Yeah. That's when he's going to give people problems. So right now, my dream starting lineup, Brunson, with everyone healthy, Brunson, DiVincenzo, OG, Randall, Mitch. And if Mitch is still down, I heart, obviously. That gives you Burks. That gives you Alec Burks. Damn, how would I want to do this? Yeah, sorry, Deuce is going to have to lose a little lose a little bit of minutes. Alec Burks, Hart, um, Bojan. No, Bojan's going to have to slide down the four. We're going to put Deuce in, and we'll put I heart at the five. That's how it's going to work out. Because one of Precious or, or Deuce is going to have to lose minutes if Mitch mm-hmm. Robinson's healthy. If Mitchell Robinson is not healthy, then Deuce and Precious both get to play. So that's that's a really fucking solid team, bro. Nah, Off yeah. the bench, that's a solid team. And I really like this move a lot more because it just... I'm a lot more confident now in the time that we're going to miss OG and Randall. Yep. Because now it, it should keep us afloat. For a little bit. And period. I guess this them making this trade, they probably knew like OG's uh, injuries a little bit more serious than we thought. But... Yeah. um. I hope we could stay afloat for the time being. I don't want to drop off. But the way things is looking, I think we'll be fine. We're going to be all right. Um, yeah. as All we have to do really is, which I'm very confident in, we don't have to hold on to the three seed or go grab the two seed. We just can't fall all the way to fucking five. But that gap between us and Philly is, is starting to grow a little bit. I think we're three games ahead of them. Like you said, if we just stay afloat, bro, and then beat stays down, which sucks, I know, but Embiid stays down and you're just trying to stay afloat, bro, that's going to be a big fucking hell. Yeah, my dream is to stay... We just got to be top four. I want home court in the first round. I want to be the three or four seed. Yeah. 100%. I, I flirted with the po- of the possibility of the two seed, but then I'm like, you know what would be the worst shit ever? Get the two seed. You got to play Miami in the first round. 
Well, if we're the three seed, we still may see Miami. You might. Is is that compact down there? We're gonna see one of um, we're gonna see in the first round for the four seed. We're gonna see Philly. I'm not fucking scared of Philly. If we could play Indiana or Philly in the first round, I'd be so happy. I'm happy. That's the dream. That'd be the dream. Even the Magic, who I know is like really tough and gritty on defense right now, they're inexperienced. I'll invite them. Uh, uh, psh, I'll give them the, the keys to my fucking house. Yeah. I'll be like, you want snacks? Yeah, come in, bro. I got yeah. some water for you. I got some cold Kirkland water for you. Yeah. Take one. Come, let's go fucking hoop now. Yeah. I, I got no problem <laughs> playing them. I got no problem playing, even though it's probably not going to happen. I got no problem playing the Hawks for the revenge. But like you said, I just don't want to see Miami early. Yeah, just hold off on Miami. Like if we had to play Miami, I'd rather wait till the conference finals. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm not trying to, cause I already know, bro. It's the same routine every year. Miami looks whatever right now. As soon as April fucking fifteenth, it's it's a whole. Once it gets warm, bro, that's fine. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'll be I'll be rooting for their downfall in the plan. Oh, every time. Yeah, every time. But let's be real. They're gonna make it. My dream right now is. The three seed for the sole intent of we can avoid Boston all the way until conference finals. That'll be fine. And imagine this, Justin. I just want you, I just want you to envision this. We go in, we beat whoever in the first round. Let's say it's the fucking magic. Uh they're the six seed or whatever. Miami gets knocked out by the Cavs. We beat the Cavs who we beat last year. Guess who's knocking on the door in the Eastern Conference Finals? Celtics. Not the Celtics. They just lost to the four seed Bucks. You know how fucking hype I'll be. I would rather play. Damn, I would rather play the fucking Bucks than the Celtics right now. Oh hell yeah! Absolutely. And if if somehow some way Giannis could like turn up and cook the Celtics in that second round, I would be joyful. Yeah, you could say, oh, but that means Giannis had to fucking play out of his mind. Dame had to play out of his mind. We gotta face Doc. I'm. Psh- Shit, I'm very confident against Doc. Yeah. I think I <laughs> I think I could put on a suit and coach a team better than Doc at this point. Because that team has gotten worse offensively, which is what was keeping them winning games, and the defense is still bad. Yeah, and they're so not, what, what they're the not playing changed? Andre Jackson no more. Yeah, so what the fuck has changed, bro? I ain't scared of y'all. But let's move on to another trade, Justin. Let's talk about the Mavs, bro. We just saw Grant Williams was giving problems in the locker room. I'm assuming the problems isn't with Luca. I'm gonna assume more so is with Kyrie Irving. That that's just my assumption. I got no sources or nothing. Yeah. But now you got PJ Washington and Daniel Gafford. Yeah. Where do you think that puts them right now? Can they make a push to get out of the plan and be like a top six, top five team? I think this. I think if they could lock down the six seed. That's realistic. Five seed's a little bit far gone right now. Yeah. For they're, now, they're currently the eighth. Eighth. Yep. And um, how far are they from the sixth seed? Only, I mean, only like two games. Correct, like, and, and yeah. I think the gap from the five seed is huge, right? The Suns are the five seed right now. They they are thirty one and twenty one. How many wins do the Mavs have? Twenty seven. Mavs have twenty nine. So I think it's from top four they fucked on. Top yeah. four is the lock then. I think they could push I, for five. I think they could get to five, but not well, four. I won't say like definitively. But I think they could be like f- the highest at the highest five. Five, yeah, yeah. So it's five they could lock down. Yeah, because the the Nuggets are the four seed and they're thirty six and seven. Yeah, no, it's quiet. Top four is Clips right yeah, now. Top four is quiet, but they could at the at the most they could get the five seed. Do you believe in them though to do that? 
Kyrie, Luca, PJ. Do they got enough? Tim Hardaway. I like this. I like this move because you get PJ who adds a little bit more offense. You got to stretch up your your stretch four. Um, Daniel Gafford. I don't know if he's gonna start or if you're gonna continue to start lively. But even then, to have the two of them there, it's a lot better. Cause I know a lot of fucking teams. I mean, a lot of Mavs fans are like, "Yo, Dwight Powell's pissing me off." <laughs> like when he had his head on the fucking ceiling. Yeah, but um, yeah, this team looks very, very strong now. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. still got Josh Green, looks really good. Jaden Hardy, who gives you uh buckets off the bench. Um, I think they, I could see them, um, getting the sixth seed, or they'll probably be like the seventh seed. So they only got to win one game in the plan. So um, if they're the seventh seed, I could. I, I could see them just winning that first game like nothing. And then that means they'll play they either play. the Timberwolves. Because uh, I don't want to base off the standings now because one through four is so tight-knit. That means they'll play either one of the Timberwolves, Clippers, Nuggets, or Thunder. And I, I would take hey. this team over the Timberwolves and the um and the Thunder. Hey, if the Timberwolves... And the Mavericks play. It's clips. They're going to be give so me mad, the bro. fucking Mavericks. You know what? Name. I'll say it right now. Give me the Mavericks over the Clippers. Give it to me. Give it to me. Because when y'all jumped Luka before, respect to Porzingis, obviously. I would obviously, love to see it, yeah. But it was Porzingis staying in the fucking corner. And Luka was averaging 36 on you guys. Efficiently. He got Kyrie Irving now. And instead of KP staying in the corner when he's much better, you know, operating a real offense... You got fucking um, P.J. Washington in the corner. And then if Tim Hardaway Jr. gives you two good games, it's lights out, bro. I'm sorry to tell you. It's, it's not just like, oh, now I just got to shut down Luka now. Now you got real offensive weapons around him. I understand, like, the team that went to the conference finals, like, yeah, as a conference finals team. But this might be the best team Luka's had. Still kind of sad to say because this yeah. isn't, like, no incredible team. But this might be the best team Luka has had in his career. Probably, and it's a little bit upsetting. I think that's why he's gonna leave one day. Whenever he did, whenever his contract's up, I believe after the twenty five, twenty six season is up. Could be wrong, but I think he's gone. But right now, hey, I would take him over the Clippers. The only team he's not beating right now is the Nuggets. Yeah, he's not beating his fellow European brother. Yo, I think that Clippers Mavs series would be like the best series. Oh yeah, that'd be like my dream. I hate that people say that they're tired of it. I love. Nah, that I'm not series. tired of that shit. People like, are like, yo, we saw it already. I would love to see that shit in the conference finals. But that means one of them is beating the Nuggets, which I don't. Neither of them are beating the Nuggets. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like Nuggets, uh, Nuggets Clippers would be a fire series too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, if the Thunder <laughs> or the Timberwolves got to play the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're yeah, gone. Goodbye. You're done up. Nobody's stopping. You're going to tell me you're going to put Lou Dort on Luka Doncic. <sighs> Respect Lou Dort, bro. Come on. We're not doing that. Respect Lou Dort. Luca's giving that nigga 40. Stop, stop, stop. Respect Lou Dort. <laughs> Unless for these final two teams, I know there's a, a bunch of other trades that went on, but we're not talking about this Gordon Hayward trade. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck like that. Oh, damn. I don't care that much. But let's get two teams out the way. That <laughs> said, I don't give a fuck that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, it's not... <laughs> I get you trying to hype it up. <laughs> but, bro, it's 2024 and Gordon Hayward, bro. He might go down tomorrow, God forbid, bro. Yeah. But let's talk about finally the two teams that, that were in talks all fucking season. I was about to say all week, all season. Two teams that just stood down. The Lakers and the Hawks did not move DeJounte Murray. 
So if the Hawks didn't move DeJounte, Lakers ain't doing anything. I think this was a good move on their part. Um, the Hawks. Like when I say this, by the way, I'm not saying like that they didn't trade with each other. I'm also saying that the Hawks didn't move DeJounte, period, and the Lakers didn't make any moves, period. Um I thought that DeJounte was definitely gonna get traded. Me I too. don't know where. I just thought he was gonna get moved. Um the fact that it didn't happen, I don't know what it was. Maybe teams didn't like the offer. I know the Hawks were willing to trade him to the Lakers, but the Hawks didn't want D'Lo. So they was looking for a third team. So maybe that's what happened. Maybe they couldn't find a third team that, that'll take on D'Lo. So maybe that's what happened. Um, I don't know what other teams are really like interested. And we also don't know what... Do you know what they were probably asking for in return for DeJounte? If I had to assume, it has to be picks, bro. Because they just lost a bunch of picks to get them. Yeah, they yeah they gave up mad shit to get them. So they was probably looking for like something close to in return. And I don't think a bunch of teams was willing to give that up. So that's probably what it what it ended up being. And as for the Lakers, um, realistically, uh, like what big move could they have made to like Dejounte or Bus? Yeah, it was like, and that's not the right move because it's like. Dejounte plays his best when Trey Young's not out there. Like Dejounte's averaging like twenty six when Trey Young don't play. Nah, yeah, exactly. So like, imagine playing with LeBron. Nah, yeah, and they, I think for the Lakers there was no move out there that was gonna like drastically change their season, like it did last year. No, absolutely um, not. There was no move that could have done that. Um, yeah, the Spencer Dinwiddie shit is whatever, but like, and it's free. It was free. Yeah, you didn't have to give nothing up for that, but um. I don't. There was nothing the Lakers could have really did. Like, I, if you really wanted to make a splash, you'd have to trade like Austin Reeves. But like, do you, God, I got no problem doing that. Yeah, but I'm Come like, on. I don't know. Did did they want to do that? I don't know. I would. I'm Rob Pelink. I'm like, yo, even to get a really good starter, oh, shit, I'm moving you, nigga. But you might have to trade somebody else with him too, cause hundred percent. Yeah, cause his contract is still not like crazy. So, um, yeah, there was really nothing the Lakers could have done. Like. There was no and with the guys that were like rumored out there, there was really nothing. Even though I mean, like the shit the Knicks was doing, we didn't even give up a first round pick. Yeah, it was a steal. Yeah, but steal. I feel like, I feel like well, they'd be taxing us too. But I feel like they'd be taxing the Lakers with LeBron even more, anyways. So at like that Pistons trade, shit, they might have had to have given up a first rounder. Shout out to Leon Rose for standing his ground because every fucking Go. like every Go. Knicks mock trade that I see on Twitter. It always has the Knicks getting finesse. Yo, we still have all our first round. I hate to talk about the Knicks again, but we still have all our first round picks. Yeah, and that's all I'm gonna say about the Knicks for the rest. Yeah, but um, yeah, there was nothing really uh, the the Lakers could do, and um, I just think the Hawks, um, the 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 asking price for Dejounte is probably what fucked them up. I'll say this: Lakers won, in their own terms of the deadline, that they weren't the biggest winners, but they won because they didn't force anything. Rock with your guys. Stick with the chemistry. I can't believe I'm saying this, but like I'm kind of like proud, I guess you could say, of Rob Palenka standing his ground against LeBron. Because I know LeBron badly wanted to move. He wanted some changes. But, bro, just let it rock. It's better than reconstructing your whole team. Back then, like in that 17-18 season, you could get away with giving LeBron a brand new team to play with for, for the, the last 30 games of the season. Because he's fucking prime LeBron James. He's still taking to the finals. He literally traded D-Wade, D-Rose, Jay Crowder. Um, who else? He traded mad fucking heads. Brought in Jordan Clarkson. Brought in um, 
Rodney, Rodney, I'm gonna say Rodney Stucky, Rodney Hood, um, brought in a lot of heads, basically, is, is kind of my point. Got rid of a bunch of guys, brought in a bunch of guys in, got rid of Isaiah Thomas, but you can't do that anymore. Yeah. With LeBron being 39 years old, you you can't, you cannot do that shit anymore. So good on Rob Palenka for staying down because LeBron just isn't the same where he could just do anything with any team anymore. Now is when he needs support more than ever. Yeah. L by the by the Hawks though. You definitely lost. Yeah. You weren't able to move DeJounte. People were begging us to take DeJounte, basically. Thank God we didn't have to do that because they wanted picks. And I wouldn't even want to do that move regardless. I like this move that we made much more than than what um the Hawks would have wanted from us. Uh the Heat didn't get DeJounte. The Lakers didn't get DeJounte. I mean, you lost you lost this deadline, the probably the worst compared to any other team. You lost because you had to do something. On oh, the bull, the Bulls, no, the Bulls, the Bulls are the, every deadline, by the, the way. The Bulls are the biggest loser. Um sorry, you, Nick. Yeah, sorry, Nick. Um and yeah, so, fuck Rusty Buckets. Yeah. Nah, my bad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. I saw on Twitter, he's like, I forgot what the fuck he said. He's like, I might have to pick a different team. Pick the Knicks. Nah, he said I you know what he said? Somebody said pick the Knicks. He said, I could never. Fuck you. Yeah, that's why I said that. And you know what? I love Kenny Beachin, but he won't pick the Knicks either. Nah, he, he I, I only said fuck you because, bro, I, I stuck it out through the dark days. Come on now. Yeah, but they dark days. They nah. got this. Here's my thing I'll say about the Bulls real quick. They could say that they had dark days, but they got six rings to back it up. I don't give a fuck if they want to say, oh, but it was 30 years ago. Motherfucker, how long have we been waiting, Justin? 50 years. 50 years. Not one championship. You had six within a decade. And then you had the pride of having D Rose, the local hometown kid, do it. I mean, I guess our pride locally is Jalen Brunson being born in New Brunswick. If we're saying, I mean, I guess for Bulls fans like our age, they didn't see that. I mean, but they had D Rose. Yeah, they had D. But you and could, an Eastern Conference Finals run. Yeah, we didn't even have that. We didn't have that. Yeah, we didn't have that. I know the bar is low. It's like damn, one Conference Finals appearance, like shit. I think. Has Damn. it been similar? Let me let me ask or you this. It, this shit might have been a little bit better. I just want you to think about this because I might be right. What? I think every team has made it to Eastern... Well, the conference finals... No, I'm lying. The Hornets. Charlotte. And the Pelicans. No, no. They did with AD. Every team except Charlotte has made it to the conference finals. To the finals. conference finals? Yeah. When did they go to the conference Who, finals? the Pelicans? With AD? Yes, they did. No, they didn't. No, they lost in round two. They lost, yeah, in, they round lost two. in round two. They lost the Warriors in round two, but they did embarrass Dan. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm incorrect. So besides the Pelicans and Charlotte, every team in the last, like, since the Knicks have made it to the finals has gone to the conference finals. Damn. Except two teams. And that includes the Bulls. Huh. Because the Pacers made it in, in 03 and 04. Obviously, the Heat have made it a bunch of fucking times. I mean, the Pistons made it. They had, they won a fucking championship. The Bucks have just won recently. They've gotten a couple of conference finals. The Raptors made it to the conference finals like twice, and they won a championship. Yeah. Um, the Nets made it with Jay Kidd. I'm just going through every fucking team. The Kings made it with Chris Webber against the Lakers and all of them. The Timberwolves made it in 2004. Yeah. Oh, there's only two the teams Grizz- that's had. have the Grizzlies. Yes, oh, yeah, it was Z- they Z-Bow. They made it yeah. in 2013. Yeah, 13. They made it in either 12, 13, or 13, 14. I forget the year. 12, 13. Yeah, they fucking made it. The Clippers made it. We don't got to talk about the Lakers, the Spurs, all the obvious fucking teams. The Magic made it to the finals. And that's since we've made it. So I don't want to hear this. 
the shit that like, damn, but the Bulls had it as bad as us, even the ones that are our age. They saw D Rose go to conference finals, win 60 games. We ain't even win 60 games. Yeah. We've never even been the one seed since we went to the finals. We we have not even been the first seed, bro. And even then, is that not crazy? Even, Only Charlotte and New Orleans had it worse than us. Yeah, and even then, you still had twenty twelve made the playoffs, twenty thirteen made the playoffs, twenty fourteen made the playoffs, twenty fifteen made the playoffs, sixteen. Uh, I don't think they made it in sixteen. Sorry, then sixteen seventeen yeah, they made it. The D Wade, the last Jimmy Butler year, it was Jimmy Butler and D Wade. Yeah, they made it that year, bro. After thirteen, the Knicks didn't see the playoffs again until twenty one. Big three Celtics to seven. In the first round. Oh, yeah. As an eight seed. Yeah, bro. After 2013, the Knicks didn't make the playoffs until 2021. Yeah. So, I don't want to he- hear this. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. Bro, you just got to thug it out, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, our dark days were way darker than yours. I will say that with my chest out. We had, the, we had some of the darkest. I would say the only team, the two definitive ones, obviously, are Charlotte and New Orleans. And we could have a contest. The Kings had some dark days. I was about to say we could have a contest. You could argue the Knicks, Kings, and Timberwolves are in the same tier. I don't think suffering. I don't think we had the darkest days. No, no, that's why I yeah. said those two teams, but then out of those three, it's debatable. Pist- so we're top five worst. Wait, who'd you say? Us, Pistons, and Kings. Okay. I mean, sorry, not Pistons. Us, Kings, Timberwolves. Pistons had a championship. And they made it, they made it to two finals, including the championship. They won the championship. Conference finals after conference finals after conference finals until the big three showed up. I guess I would I would I'll I'll say this. The Pistons from 2010 on has been that's fine. Dark I'll day. say this. I would rather be a Pistons fan since 2000 than a Knicks fan since 2000 in terms of <laughs> wanting to see success. Yeah, that's bad. You was at least competitive for like five. You was competitive like for five years. No, Justin, they were competitive since 0203. To like 08-09 or 07-08. I believe. You were competitive for six years, bro. Six years of conference finals. I think they made the conference finals every year during that span. And they made two finals. I could be wrong because they played the Nets in conference finals. They played the Pacers. Pacers again, I think, or Heat. They played the Heat one of the Heat years. twice, actually, because they lost the Heat once in they the finals. They played the Cavs, right? Cavs, LeBron, and then the Celtics, and then it was over. You had your time. Bulls, you had that one conference final and MVP D Rose. We haven't seen an MVP. Yo, we haven't had an MVP since Willis Reed. Yeah. 50 years ago. 1970, bro. 50 years ago. We haven't had an MVP. So we don't even get to claim the joy of, damn, at least we saw an MVP, though. Like, like Thunder fans be like, damn, at least we saw Russ average a triple-double and KD. The closest we got was 2013 Melo, and it still wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> LeBron should have been unanimous. And even if LeBron didn't exist, bro, that, that shit's going on KD, bro. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's crazy. But yeah, fuck the Bulls. But Justin, let's go into the MVP of the week. Yeah. Let's get let's get amped up. I got four guys here and an honorable mention just because. Yeah. So we got Curry. Obviously, we saw what he did. I didn't want to put him in a tier of his own because everyone's throwing up 60 this season. The first the first couple of times is cool. Oh yeah. So Curry put up 64 and 6, 29, 3 and 5, 9, 1 and 3. 9, 1 and 3. Yeah. You didn't see that terrible game he had like a couple days ago? Dequan was pissed because he got him in fantasy. Oh, I think. And then 42 2 and 2, he went 3 and 1. Davin Mitchell, we gave a lot of love to earlier 31 7 and 8, 29 5 and 2, 40 5 and 8, 27 4 and 5. That 40 ball is crazy. 4 and 0, obviously. Great win streak. This is, this is how you know we're scraping for, for MVPs of the week. Miles Bridges. 
Oh, he yeah, he had two big games. 19, 3, and 6, 41 and 4, 45, 7, and 8, but he's 0 and 3. Bradley Beal is back, baby. 43, 2, and 6, 25, 10, and 3, 32 and 7, 32 and 7, 3 and 0. And then honorable mention, just because DiVincenzo, 26, 6, and 4, 32, 5, and 5, 36, 2, and 3. You know what? Fuck it. Miles Bridges is the honorable mention. We put in DiVincenzo in there. And then we have been one and two in that span. Who is your MVP of the week? Um, give me Donovan Mitchell. Really? Over over Curry? Yeah. I my nigga, bro. I, I'm picking I'm picking D Mitch too. If if Curry didn't drop that nine, if that nine was even like 18 points, I would have given it to him. But it's like you had the highest of highs. And you had the lowest of lows, bro. Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing. It reminds me of 2K when I have like a 60-point game and then I play like shit and then it just fucks up my average. Yeah, but then he bounced back last night, but not enough to move me to give you that MVP. So, Donovan Mitchell, I believe this is your first one of the season. You got some Sydney Sweeney's right here, bro. You already know the vibes, nigga. Justin, get us out of here, bro. Uh, If you guys are listening on audio, please give us a like. Please give us five stars. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Um, thank you guys, by the way, because um, we finally hit a hundred. Um, our goal was to get it before or on Valentine's Day. You guys did it before that, so we appreciate you guys. Um, the clips is going up, everything's going up. Uh, thank you for that. Um, on TikTok, follow us at the J and J Podcast. Um, and thank you guys. You you guys been showing a lot of love, so we appreciate it. Thank you. Do we have any shoutouts? No shout-outs. Um, no, nah, I don't think we have any shout-outs. I know it's Melissa's birthday, I think, yesterday, but I don't think she watched the show. But shout-out to her. But we'll see you guys next time. Peace.